0: Welcome to this talk of the week. I'm here at Hope Chapel, Wednesday afternoon, had a delicious uh, Provençal soup, I think it was called, that Aaron cooked this, this week. And uh, Hope on Wednesday has just finished. Uh, Food Bank was here this morning. Uh, it's great to have Hope Chapel um, started to buzz again as that that hub, as that kind of minster building uh, in the heart of the, the community, impacting the city here. And it was such a, a buzz really on Sunday. Um, I was actually over the road doing kids in the second half, but. I listened back to the live stream and heard uh, the testimonies that were being shared amongst the church of our journey of pressing into rhythms. So this, uh, this term since September we've uh, been looking at purpose and uh, Paul Golf has been teaching on that which has really stuck and, and lingered with us in a helpful way about these four chairs Father, Son and Holy Spirit and us being invited and drawn into that, into that circle and that intimacy with the Trinity. And, uh, and then Maren Criselle have been helping us, uh, inspiring us with their own story of uh, rhythms that they've lived as a household and, and then uh, this Sunday hearing testimonies from amongst us of how people have been inspired by that and, and, and adapting and doing their own things in, in different settings. Uh thinking of Lizzie and uh, the, 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 the full-on nature of her life with her work but finding uh, that her daily commute is, is, is connection time for her and um, worship time. And, uh, and, and finding these, finding these rhythms, ap- appreciating and recognising these rhythms. So this is exciting and we've got Mount Crousel coming back in a couple of weeks time to, um, to, to speak about festivals. And that's the, kind of the next stage of, of what we're building here as we're digging in as community, this city on a hill, and um, this, uh, th- this community that shows the life and the light of Jesus um, to those outside because of the way we love one another. So, uh, and for this, for this talk today, I want to um, really draw on a couple of things, draw on some of what Paul brought around purpose and also what Maren Crusader brought with rhythms. And I want to speak uh, today on the, on, the, on the posture that we take um, with regards to uh, rhythms. And by posture, I kind of mean um, picture us in a chair, whether we're sort of slouching and, and, and sort of like downcast or sitting upright, comfortable, but relaxed and engaged and present. Do you, do you get what I mean by posture? And uh, and, and this is really inspired, I, I think, part, in part by my own journey and my own journey with prayer. And I wonder if this will resonate with some of you. Um, uh, but I think it applies to all uh, all, all sorts of different rhythms. And, uh, so one church, one day uh, on Tuesday, and at and, uh, in the, in the nine o'clock um, praying with Vicky, she and I pray on the, the 9 a.m. slot each each month, um, and it's a time of praying for hope. And I, I find myself so often, as I begin to pray, starting from an expectation of lack, expecting that I've got to sort of twist God's arm or persuade Him in a way that He's reluctant, but I can hopefully win Him over. Um, an expectation that things probably won't work out, but I've just got to, you know, really hope that they do. And it's and it's kind of a it's a it's, it's a kind of a slave type posture. I'm starting, I've got to try and beg my master to do something uh, for me, that he doesn't really want to do, or it's not really on his radar. Like, the weight is and the initiative is on me to make this thing happen. And um, as opposed to the, the posture of a son or a daughter, which um, confidently, uh, in, a, in a family where they're, where they're loved, and known by their parents, and really valued and appreciated, and feel safe, and can sort of represent the family. Um, uh, we had uh, Samuel Harding, here on uh, Sunday uh, visiting so James and Sally and family are um, mission partners with us and James is a padre in the British Army in Cyprus but it's great having Samuel here Um, uh, he's over here in the UK at school and that sort of delegation from the Harding family. Um, So so I, I'm 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 conscious that that's my journey with with prayer, and I and I have to step out of that orphan mindset, really, um, uh, or slave mindset, into the the four chairs, and, and to know that actually I'm seated with Christ, with the Trinity, and and so I want to I want to speak about this because this affects all of our um, our rhythms. And the, the way in which we go about them, whether those are sort of meal times uh, with, with others, uh, fam- family or, 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 or other close people that we're, people that we're close to, or, or, or our, our drive time in the car, or, or our prayer times, reading Bible times, you know, whatever, the, whatever these times are. And I'm going to look at, I'm quite excited about this, we're going to look at three um, events in Scripture, in the, in the Gospels, where you can see um, Peter has a different posture, and we can see how that affects his experience of God and the kingdom uh, just, just by his postures. We're going to look at three different passages and, and, and recognise his posture and then see what happens in light of that and I want to start off with a, um, a, a verse that Jesus said, some lines that Jesus said that are in, recorded in Luke 17 verse 21 and it, Jesus said um, the kingdom of, he- of God is among you the kingdom of God is among you. He's speaking here to the, the Pharisees, who are the kind of religious people of the day, the religious leaders, and these were the people that actually they got, they did all the rhythms. They all the cre- we're in this setting, aren't we, in our country, where, in our time where, where um, rhythms are quite radical, You know, um, having uh, lived a sort of very, un- probably less disciplined life uh, in recent generations in the UK. Um, and we're finding actually the life that there is in, in establishing uh, rhythms and, and using them to connect with God. The, the, the uh, Jesus day was, was almost the opposite. They had all these strict rules and regular, uh, sort of ways of doing things on a daily, daily level in terms of prayer, in terms of festivals and, and there were so many of them but what really was missing was uh, the life and the love and the light of God and that's what, that's what Jesus brings uh, and, and that's what Jesus brought. So. Uh, Jesus is saying here they they're saying they're saying um, uh, you know how will you show to us that show us that you're God and he says the kingdom of god is among you in luke 17:21 and um and but and, and we can live in the same world with a posture that connects with the kingdom of god or with a posture that doesn't it's almost like uh, another way of saying it is we can, uh, we can look at the world, the same world that everyone else looks at it, and we can do it w- uh, without glasses um, or with glasses and, and, and we'll see it in very different ways depending on what's happening and, and uh, Isaiah talked about um, uh, this phrase in Isaiah which says, God says, see I'm doing a new thing, do you not perceive it? God's at work says Isaiah, he's doing something new and uh, the opportunity is for us to perceive it, to recognise it. And by that he's saying that actually we could, it could be totally happening and, and, and we just totally miss it. So same thing with, um, with, with our rhythms, with our, with our lives of prayer. Um, I could probably pray for hours, <laughs> hours and hours, actually I'm not very good at that, but, but let's say I could pray for hours um, from that sort of slave position of thinking I've got to twist God's arm and I don't think those prayers would be prayers of faith, I don't think those prayers would have much of an impact or I, I think I can say a few words um, from a position of f- faith and as a son and I think this you know this is what the teaching of Jesus shows is actually that that, that will be heard and listened to and so that the posture that we have as we connect with our rhythms um, is really important and is and and let's have a look here we're just going to jump straight into three um, instances uh, in Peter's life it's great that we can see these people and how they journey with God over time and we're going to see um, see what happens to Peter so first one is Matthew chapter 16 I'm just going to find this here I'm reading from the New Living Translation which is one of the Bibles that we've got here in Hope Chapel and, uh, and so you've got you've got Matthew 16 where we're sort of halfway through the book of Matthew Jesus has been doing all sorts of things he's been he's been turning um, Israel upside down People have, a lot of people have seen him and experienced him uh, and are challenged and amazed and overwhelmed and furious and all, and all sorts of things and, um, and they come to a certain, uh, certain town uh, and this is Matthew 16 verse 13 and, and Jesus says here, Jesus, when, they, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? So he's asking the question, who, you know, who, do people, who do people think I am? What are people making of me, this, this person that's arrived and, and, and caused such a stir? Uh, in a sense, you can say, what's the lens through which people are seeing Jesus or what's the posture with which they're responding to him? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Then he asked them, who do you say I am? And Simon P- and Peter answers here, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, um, Simon Peter, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You didn't learn this from any human being. So uh, Peter basically really gets who Jesus is. He sees clearly. The same Jesus is going about speaking and healing and doing many things, but um, different people see Jesus in totally different ways. Some think perhaps he's a prophet. Some think perhaps he's, a, he's this or that. John the Baptist come back from the, come back from the dead or, or, or whatever. All, all sorts of possibilities about who Jesus is. Um, and they're looking at the same person. And, 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 and Peter has this, this posture of seeing. There's a posture of faith. And he recognises the kingdom of God in Jesus. And what's so wonderful is that this, this, this posture of recognition, this, 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 these eyes of faith are a gateway to encountering more of Jesus, and to seeing the kingdom of God come more fully. So if we read on, what happens next for Peter here? So, so Jesus has already said, you're blessed, Simon son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You didn't learn this from any human being. But then Jesus goes on to uh, speak more words of, of life really into Peter and more words of destiny and, and, and prophecy and, and speak about Peter's future. In the, following on from this uh, this faith that's expressed by Peter now I say to you that you are Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven whatever you lock on earth will be locked in heaven and whatever you open on earth will be opened in heaven so uh, off the back of um, Peter's posture of, um, of faith of um, uh, C- uh, connecting and, and seeing Jesus through this lens of who he is um, the kingdom of heaven it opened up to him uh, in fresh ways and then we'll look at the next passage it doesn't go so well here which again is encouraging isn't it because the same person um, can get it right one day and then not the next and that, and we totally relate to that hey so Matthew 26 this time and uh, we've gone on uh, what is that 10 chapters and over this time we've now come to the time when Jesus has been arrested and, uh, and it starts off with um, in Matthew 26 that the Last Supper happens and then Judas goes and betrays Jesus and then Jesus takes his disciples to um, Gethsemane the garden on the Mount of Olives to pray and ask him to, and ask them to pray with him. Peter falls asleep and, uh, and then the, the, the guards, Judas brings the guards to come and arrest Jesus and, uh, and Peter at this point if we look at look at his posture what is Peter's posture at this point I will read to us so Matthew 26 verse 46 verse 45 then he came to his disciples and said still sleeping still resting look the time has come I the son of man am betrayed into the hands of sinners up let's be going see my betrayer is here And even as he said this, Judas, one of the 12 disciples, arrived with a mob that was armed with swords and clubs, and they'd been sent out by the leading priests and other leaders of the people. Judas given them a prearranged signal. He goes ahead and kisses Jesus. And then it goes on. Jesus said, my friend, go ahead and do what you've come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. One of the men with Jesus, this is Peter, pulled out a sword and slashed off an ear of the high priest's servant. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will be killed by the sword. Don't you realise that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us, and he would send them in instantly. But if I did, how would scripture be fulfilled?" Then Jesus speaks to the crowd. And then he's taken away by the council, and it says Peter was following far behind and eventually came to the courtyard of the high priest's house. He went in and sat with the guards and waited to see what was going to happen to Jesus. And then it goes on. Jesus is kind of is, is kind of tried, and and uh, and uh, lies are spoken about him, and so on. And he's abused. He's abused there. And all this time, what, what do you think Peter's Peter's posture is? What what's the, the what is the lens through which Peter is looking at these events? So he tries to chop off the um, he cuts off the servant's ear, doesn't he? And um, and Jesus' response is, Can't you see what's happening? I could easily call uh, angels to come and stop this from happening. Um, Peter's not perceiving what's happening uh, in, a, in a kingdom way, he's, his posture is not one of, and, and, and you see how do things work for Peter now that he's stepped out of um, that kingdom way of seeing. He stopped seeing the events um, from a heavenly perspective, uh, from, from God's perspective and I would imagine that here he's in panic. You can imagine the feeling of dread, adrenaline, um, a sort of the stuff, can you imagine the sort of of weightiness in his stomach, just feeling sick, feeling uh, terrified. Um, He went in, sat with the guards and waited to see what was going to happen to Jesus. And then verse 69, meanwhile as Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, a servant girl came over and said to him, you were one of those with Jesus, the Galilean. But Peter denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Later, out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, this man was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it, this time with an oath. I don't even know the man, he said. A little later, some other bystanders came over to him and said, you must be one of them, we can tell by your Galilean accent. Peter said, I swear by God, I don't know the man. And immediately the cock crowed. Suddenly, Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter went away, crying bitterly. We just see that where Peter has, and we're not sort of getting down on Peter here, um, we see that the mercy, the kindness of Jesus that, that pulls him back uh, in time. But we see that this, this um, where Peter's stepped out from the kind of kingdom posture of seeing what God's doing. Um, he, he goes down a, a slippery slope of, um, of tor- personal inner torment and, uh, and then goes on to lying and uh, saying that he didn't deny knowing, knowing Jesus. And just that his, his life is, is, in a f- is in further torment. But we know, don't we, that Jesus came to bring us life. He came, to bring us, um, he came to bring us fullness of life. He came to bring us peace and joy. And those things should mark our, 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 our life, our, our journey of faith, even when we go through torturous and, and hard times. And we'll see later on, actually. Um, that Peter gets a second chance at this, and uh, in his second chance um, he, uh, he, he sit, he's seated in this heavenly posture, he's seated as it were with those four chairs together with Jesus and the Father and the, and, and the Holy Spirit in intimacy with them, and then he, he responds from that place. And this is, this, this is the same for us in terms of how we go about our rhythms, how we go about our, our, our life. We can we can be in that, that, that posture that Peter was in to begin with, um, and we'll come on to in a minute how do we make that transition? How do we make the change when we are when we've got it wrong like Peter has when we're not we're not seeing things clearly. I think what we'll do is we'll just jump in now and have a look at at, at this at this third passage, this third insight into Peter's life, and it's um and this this time we're in Acts chapter four, and. Uh, So so by by now what what we're skipping over is the the time when Jesus calls Peter back and just reaffirms him and just loves him and lifts him out of shame and a sense of failure and and Jesus just accepts him and shows him his his love and uh, and really sort of commissions him for the time ahead and then uh, then, uh, Jesus goes to heaven and Pentecost happens when the Uh, Peter and the the other disciples and and others are are in Jerusalem and the Holy Spirit comes comes upon them and we see these these early days of the church in in the book of Acts. And then there's this time here um, in Acts chapter 4. Peter and John, it says, were speaking to the people, the leading priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees came over to them. I wonder if some of those same people were here in Acts chapter 4, leading priests, captain of the temple guard, Some of the Sadducees. I wonder if they were some of the same people who'd been around when Jesus was crucified and when Peter denied knowing Jesus. Maybe some of the captain, maybe some of the temple guard were close to that fire um, and that Peter was standing around after he when he denied knowing Jesus. They were very disturbed that Peter and John were claiming on the authority of Jesus that there is the resurrection of the dead. They arrested them and since it was already evening they jailed them until morning but many of the people heard their message and believed it you see the kingdom of God coming here? Many of the the people heard their message, believed it, so that the number of believers totaled about 5,000 men, not counting women and children. The next day the council of the rulers and the elders and teachers of the religious law met in Jerusalem. They brought the two disciples and demanded by what power or in whose name have you done this? So these are similar people and they're now um, accusing Peter The same people that, similar people that accused Jesus, probably similar people that Peter denied knowing Jesus too. And then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, leaders and elders of our nation, are we being questioned because we've done a good deed for for a crippled man? Do you know what? Do do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed in the name and power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. And it goes on, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men who had no special training. They also recognised them as men that had been with Jesus. But since the man who had been healed was standing right there among them, the council had nothing to say. So they sent Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. Isn't that wonderful? Peter gets to speak before a similar group again and this time um, confess Christ again boldly and and we see the kingdom of God coming, we see people becoming Christians here, we see the the authorities, we don't know how they responded whether they accepted the the message and the truth about Jesus or not but nonetheless um, uh, Peter was sharing, uh, was expressing um, the, the good news about who Jesus is and it all comes from this change of posture. Here he's confident in uh, who Jesus is and who he is in light of that. He's speaking as one who's uh, in the circle. So as we come back to uh, thinking about our rhythms and how we live our lives generally, um, the kingdom of heaven is among us, Jesus said in, in, in Luke seventeen twenty one, 21. And, uh, and Isaiah says it's something that we've got to, we've got to perceive, we've got to recognise. We can be looking at the same world as everyone else, but actually we look at it through a different lens. We look at it from a different posture, a posture of we're sons and daughters of God, known and loved by him. And therefore, the way we deal with this crisis is gonna be different. The way I pray can be confident and different. The way I respond in a, um, in a around the table situation, when my children are kicking off or, or, we, or we, we, we're, we're, we're not at peace with one another can be different. Because I can, rem- I can come back to that place. Then we'll come on, come on to that, um, come on to that now, shall we? So, how do we move? That's the question. How do we move when we're in that? In that second sort of example from Peter, he's not in that. He not He can't see what God's doing. He doesn't have the. He's not seated in the in the posture of confidence in, in, in being a son of God, but instead he's slouched in that place of despair and hopelessness. How do we uh, transition into the posture whereby we can see the world as God does and we can enter more fully into God's kingdom coming on earth? Because that's what this is all about, isn't it? That's what we're, that's our, that's our goal here, is the life and the love of Jesus coming all around us. <laughs> And uh, in, in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus says, um, he, he says what, the, what the, the gateway to the kingdom of God is. And he says, the ministry of Jesus begins, oh, I can't find the exact verse, where, the exact location of this verse. Oh, excuse me, do check it out if you want to, it's definitely in Matthew chapter 4 and it said uh, G- Jesus begins to preach and he, and he goes out saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is near and repent for, and, and this is a word that we've we've deconstructed and reconstructed within hope over the last uh, 15 years repent had been this sort of heavy um, for many of us heavy sort of cold religious word and we've discovered that actually it's it's far better than that it's a it's basically just a turning from walking in one direction to walking in another one and uh, and, and it's a and it's a gateway to freedom so coming back to my my prayer times uh, in the morning at nine o'clock um, Vicky and I praying as the, uh, on as part of one church one day and um, as I was praying there and this might have just been quietly I don't remember if it was out loud or not but I was moving from saying okay Lord I repent of thinking that I've got to twist your arm, I've, you don't want to do this, you don't want, you don't want the best for hope, um, that things aren't going to work out, that things are going to go wrong. Uh, I, I recognise that those thoughts are actually lies, that's not a, that the kingdom lens to be looking through when I see the world, that's not the, the posture of the son or the daughter um, seated amongst the Trinity. So please I f- forgive me, I just repent of I confess that as sin, that's, that's a falling short of who you are. I, I say that's wrong and I ask you to give me your way of seeing and I move into faith and that was my journey um, today is Wednesday it was yesterday wasn't it <laughs> that was my journey yesterday um, uh, stepping into the joy actually of, of seeing of, of being postured um, to recognize uh, the kingdom coming and so that's my encouragement for us for this week in, in the talk of the week is that uh, we can see the world um, through two different lenses, from two different seating positions. And uh, I want to encourage you, uh, when you rec- recognise, as you're going about your, your rhythms, as we're looking at establishing and building these rhythms of, of connecting with God together and with others and on our own, in order that we see God's kingdom come, check your posture. How's your posture? If the posture's bad, if you're slumping, the way to come out of the slump is to, is to, um, is to repent is to say, God, I'm sorry for believing these lies, for thinking like this, and I know that the truth of who you are, and I see it in scripture, see it in the Bible, and I've seen it in stories in myself and in others as well, is, uh, is this is who you are. So, <coughs> I want to pray on behalf of all of us, and, <coughs> excuse me, Heavenly Father, I um, just want to do that again. I, I've done it already, so I don't need to really, but I want to repent of where... Uh, I've looked at the world, looked at life uh, with, with fear, um, with a poverty mindset, an expectation of lack, and that things will go wrong, and that things are too good to be true, and it's all going to collapse. And I've got a twist to twist your arm. And, and these, these are, these are some of the, the lies for me that I've, um, I've sat in, repent of believing those. And uh, and together we, we, we repent of where we've not seen the world, looked at the world through your. Your lenses through from your posture, and instead, um, we uh, ask you to help us as we we sit up in our chair. When we sit comfortably, knowing that we're seated uh, together with Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, to bring God's life uh, to earth as it is in heaven. Thank you. Amen.